1: Well, I can't sing it like Krista, but it is Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Getting Started series. If you're not familiar, every Tuesday, we began about two weeks ago, and we are covering every aspect of getting started prepping from the very, very basics, and we're doing that every Tuesday, and our goal is to go from zero to having you prepared for about 90% of the things that we can face. Hopefully by now you've started on food and water. And if you started with two items per week, you probably have about four items set aside at this time. And that's good. You got started. If you're doing two items per grocery trip... You probably have anywhere from 2 to 10, depending on how many times you go to the grocery store each week, and if you've set a budget and you've used that budget each week, you could have even as many as a dozen or even more at this point in time, but you're doing great. You're doing great. You're ahead of 50% of the people, and we just want to get you up to speed, so keep it up. Let's take a break right here for our sponsor, Practical Prepping for Everyday People, and then we will get into making an emergency plan or a prepping plan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Practical Prepping for Everyday People, a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies, available on Amazon and wherever books are sold.
1: Today's episode, we're talking about making an emergency plan or a prepping plan, and we're actually going to break this into several episodes rather than trying to cover everything here. I really don't want to throw that much information on the table at one time and us try to figure out, but we'll cover the plans that we need as we go And your plans may need to be very specific to fit your personal needs. Remember, we talked about how prepping is personal. You decide what it is, and you decide how to make those plans. But the very first thing that we're going to do is do a threat assessment. And we're going to do that threat assessment of our area. Now, this needs to be a written plan. It's not something that we can just have in the back of our mind and we'll forget things as we go. But when you start looking at your assessment, your threat assessment, what are the events or the threats that you could face? What is it that bothers you? And from this list, you will make your various action plans. See, what we want to do is to cover the high probability events that we are most likely to face. And those are usually going to be weather-related. could be tornadoes, hurricanes, wildfire, ice, snow. Whatever is germane to your area, we want to put those on the list. Certainly, we want to put power outages on there. We could have power outages from various storms. We could have an automobile accident take the power out in our area. We could also face a job loss. We could face additional lockdowns or quarantines if we are tested positive for COVID and we have to quarantine for five to ten days. We want to be prepared for that. And certainly injuries or illnesses are things that we can put on our list as well. In making your list, not only think about the things that could happen to you at home, but think about the things that you could face when you are in your automobile. You could run out of fuel. So you don't need to rely on that miles left number that's on the dash there. Back in the 70s, my sister, when she turned 16, my dad gave her uh, what had been my mother's 1968 Ford Fairlane, And the gas gauge did not work on that automobile. So dad told her, and she stayed right around our small town there, but dad told her, said, you can drive about 300 miles on a tank of gas. So be sure you get gas at every 300 miles. Well, I was driving down the road one day there, and I ran into my sister sitting on the side of the road, and I asked her what the problem was, and she said she didn't know it, just quit. So I began to check a few things, took the breather off, and I could see that there was no fuel coming in. And I said, you are out of gas. And she said, I am not. I said, you certainly are. You are out of gas. And she said, no, I'm not. Daddy told me I could go 300 miles, and I've only been 292. So she felt like she had eight miles left. She knew her daddy wouldn't lie to her, but she was out of gas. So that is one of the things that we can face when we are in our automobiles. We also have a dead battery. You know, Dead batteries seem to jump up at the very peak of the heat or the cold, but we can have that dead battery. How are we going to deal with that? How about flat tires? We can come out at work or we can come out in the morning and we can find ourselves with a flat tire. So how are we going to do that? You know, there's other ways we could slide off the road and be stranded. We could be stranded on an icy road with very little traffic coming by. We could get stuck on I-95 in major snowstorms and be there for 36 hours. How are we going to handle those types of situations? We can also have accidents. Now, we need to have an accident kit. I saw an insurance company had put one out a number of years ago, and it had things like reflectors in it, but it also had a to-do sheet of all of the things that you would need, the information that you would need to exchange with other drivers, but that's something to think through ahead of time. Now, how about some residential issues? You know, if you're a homeowner, we can always face things like broken water lines. We can face roof damage or leaks anything happening from a windstorm or falling limbs. If we have a leak at the middle of the night, how are we going to deal with that? Other things that we could possibly face in our residences is civil unrest or criminal activity. These are things that you need to put on your list. And here we're talking about the high probability low impact events. And we're not talking about The low-probability, high-impact events like an EMP, CME, Civil War, Nuclear War, these require much more advanced preparation, and that's not the scope of the Getting Started series. What we're doing here is we're focusing on the most likely events. We want to write out those expected issues that we could face if you put down weather issues list out your snowstorm what are the things that could happen with you that you would have to deal with during that snowstorm list those out write out a plan to deal with those issues what steps will you need to take and just as an example on a water leak issue, our first step on the plan is to turn the water off. Once we get the water to stop flowing, then we can start figuring out what the issues are. That's the kind of things that we're talking about. And what will you need to meet those needs? What gear, what tools, what objects will you need to be able to meet those needs? So our first step in making an emergency plan is to do a threat assessment of our area and make that written plan. What are the events or the threats that we could face? Cover the high probability events that you're most likely to face and begin to formulate a plan, begin to put that together, and begin to flesh that out, and we'll come back next week on Tuesday, and we'll make a very, very detailed plan on our food and how we're going to prepare that, and then we'll be adding to that communication plan as well. So email us, connect with us on Facebook, connect with us on email or on the website. Send us your questions, your comments. We'd love to hear from you, and we would love to have some of you come on as guests on the podcast. So, drop us a line, and let's talk about it, and let's see what we can do. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't done this already, go ahead and click the subscribe button so you'll never miss one of our episodes. And share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens, stay prepared.